1: I will, will share with you my one Rage
0: Quit story. I'm a robot and I don't have a solo well for now 8. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got my boy Pete here with uh, Chris and Senior Dixon. What's going on, fellas? I like cool it? Like it? it was a crazy Thanksgiving break, but we made it.
2: Right. Oh, my God. I'm
0: too still much pie. from it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much pie. Too much pie. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna talk some LFO today, of course. And looking at it, something that I definitely thought was a topic that needs to be discussed is we are gonna definitely talk about more uh, titles and uh, not titles, just titles, but also keywords. Wait, what are we talking about today? So, like, what markers are good? Which crews really depend on markers? How the hell do you get rid of them with all these markers around the damn table yeah. so that's good
1: con- i love markers and some you I definitely guess.
0: do yeah chris is a marker fiend i think he picks marker crews just so he can order more you know widgets and more I templates have so
1: many widgets and templates and markers it's crazy
2: <laughs> it's annoying it's what it is it's awesome it's beautiful it makes the table wonderful
0: Yeah, but we got a lot of people that like the uh, Mawtucket and Trixie keyword discussion, so we'll definitely do that again. I think in about a week and a half, we're actually going to do our next one, which will be on the EVS crew, so that'll be fun. we got a couple of people hadn't had on the podcast before, so it'll be fun to talk to them and see what's going on. But before we do that, make sure that you guys are supporting us. Check us out on uh, social medias. You can do that on Twitter. Uh, which apparently Jack Dorsey is no longer a part of, and uh, yeah, he stepped down. And then you can also find us on Instagram, and the big one that we're doing right now is YouTube, so if you subscribe to the YouTube channel for Rage Quit Wire, as soon as we get to 500 subscribers and then again at 1,000, we will go ahead and do two giveaways. We're going to give away either the title box of a random person who subscribes choice or we are gonna give them the core crew box of their choice. So, I mean, all you have to do is subscribe. That's all you have to do. And then just wait for that 500 to hit. Uh, the sooner you guys get people to sign up for that channel, the sooner we give you free stuff. So we've had a bunch of people sign up, make sure it keeps going. And the sooner we get there, the sooner we give away free loot. And then finally, make sure that if you want, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash where you can support us for as little as a dollar, get to see cool content, Uh, You get the episodes a day early, and more importantly, uh, you help me upgrade the equipment so we can keep doing video content on YouTube, uh, doing podcasts like this. We're going to try to get out into the live stream kind of episodes, and we'll see how the hell we're going to do that, but we're going to try it. And yeah, and it's all because of our patrons, for sure. Yeah, we
1: (laughs) definitely need another camera for card flipping.
0: (laughs) Well, and actually, so I just upgraded the old phone. So I think I'm just going to see if I can use that just to put over the cards. Ooh, Yeah, because it actually has the iMovie Studio on there too. So I think that's going to, I'm going to try that, see how that works.
2: Nice. I was going to recommend uh, in uh, Magic and other card games for new players, they have like a section that says where everything goes. I would recommend that for the videos. You just got, you guys will have probably practice having to put the cards in a specific area. But that helps for the public to actually see what you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, I think we'll just put it kind of in a center location. Just put the camera over it just so that way the card flip can be seen um, as we kind of talk about it and talk shit. So let's go ahead and get into the main topic, though. This one uh, is definitely an interesting topic. And I think most people agree, especially with Explorers and then the new titles. It seems like markers are kind of running rampant. There's always been a lot of markers in Malifaux. You've always seen... Scheme, scrap, corpse, uh, lots of different markers.
2: Now, for new players, I like to like make the difference first, to so make the distinction of what we mean by markers. Not scheme markers. We're we're specifically talking about like basically markers that are created by your faction for specific purposes. Not even corpse markers sometimes. Not even scrap markers sometimes. It's like more like the new Hoffman can create pylon markers. Keras uh, can create fire markers, stuff like that.
0: I would agree with that, Dixon, except for unless we're – because I'm sure it's going to come up with, like, Anya and May, right. where they do use some of those, like the scrap and the scheme, but yes. they do a thing with it, right? There's a danger effect to it that you need to be aware of.
2: Danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to make the distinction. The reason
0: is – Oh, yeah, no, It's good. Uh,
2: I was actually doing some research for the episode, and pretty much 90% of all crews have to do with markers of some kind. So I made it. Wanted even to go more, more specialized. Exactly. And then I noticed, like, okay, so terrain markers specifically, that's a very, that's like a 30% of the crew. So it's like a third of all crews in the game still deal with like terrain markers, like pylon, underbrush, uh, pyre, uh, stuff like that, like, like your pit, yeah. pit traps.
0: Definitely. So I I think that's a good starting point. So let's kind of just jump off with how are a lot of these different markers used? Let's just kind of start off with the ones that get put out there. So let's talk about like Karis's, you know, fire, Maz, pit, and then like Titania's undergrowth. Like how are those used for those crews? What's the purpose of them and how do they help the crew out in general? Um,
2: So I want to hear from... Chris on the uh, on actually on Karis, but like before I do that, I, I just want to point out that all of these crews uh, create the markers because the markers affect the rest of their ability set, and and I think that's actually a, a very big thing about how the game interacts with uh, each other. So Chris, in your in your opinion, like pyre markers, because you play Riva, right? You, know, you played Riva and you play Karis, correct? Yeah. Right. And they play differently for both of those uh, keywords.
1: Yeah, Karis uh, utilizes the pyre markers, moves them around, puts out a lot of burning. Um, she kind of uses the markers, whereas Riva plays off the markers. How's that? Uh, well, Riva uses the, the markers to make attacks through. Um, and then uh, she plays off the markers by having her own models run through them to get shielded or some other type of beneficial, you know, benefiting effect. Whereas okay. Karis, yeah, I mean, Karis' crew, they like burning,
2: absolutely. But um, she likes to move to manipulate the markers and so put it, it on means- the opponent. Yeah. And now, this is the other thing that I was reading that I noticed markers don't have friendly or enemy. So that means that the same marker. In a game between Riva and Karis, do both things at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. So that's crazy. In my opinion, that's just crazy.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on when you have that kind of thing, and I'm sure somebody out there has like lived the or maybe lived the nightmare of you know a <laughs> Riva and a Karis matchup. I don't. I would just imagine the whole board's just on fire at that point.
2: Yeah, I mean personally, I got to play the uh, the Sonia crit, the new Sonya crit against yeah. uh uh Karis and that was very very painful like for me like, I don't know if it's because I'm bad at guilt but like it was horrible well also
0: <laughs> I mean with Karis on her end she's also putting injured out on you
2: yeah so yeah. so that's a
0: big deal because it's not just like oh I'm on fire but it's like oh now it's easier to hit you.
2: I know. I thought, OK, well, my pyre marker is making it severe and it cannot be ignored. That that could be something right No, Apparently flight doesn't give a crap. So
0: yeah. I was like, oh, screw that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good distinction between the different um, between the different markers that it seems like a lot of them, they want to like either it's going to hurt your opponent or it's helping you get a positive effect for your crew. And one example of that would be I've been playing the new brewmaster and they have a hazardous poison that aura that they can put around like the whiskey golem or another another marker. Mm. And so you walk through it and every action you're just gaining poison on yourself, which is the main thing. But then once you get in close, all of a sudden your opponent's getting a crap ton of poison, too. So it buffs mostly brew crew. But it does have an effect on the opponent as well. But it's mainly for Brewmaster so he can do all of his effects. Whereas you have Ma, and she's just smacking you in the pit trap.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ma does uh, a few things, right? She smacks you into the pit trap, but she also buffs the uh, test, test subjects. subjects.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. There are some people that don't like the test subjects. So that doesn't really come up if you don't bring them.
2: I call those people haters. I'm I mean, learning to work around them,
1: so.
0: so. Some people that just bring them and it's like, yeah, they're just meant to hold up something, but they're going to die. I mean, some some people look at that as not worth bringing. Uh, whereas some people, sometimes like me, I like bringing them and yeah, they're going to die. Um, but as long as that's not turf war, it's fine. Okay, that's fair. I still think that they're
2: worth just because they're four
0: points. Some people put the uh, 12 cups on them so they get twitchy. Jesus.
2: Oh, my God. be yeah, such a waste.
0: Maeve sent that to me. Well, I mean, because if you get them in the pit trap and then you end an activation within six and they move, so they gain another injured. You do it oh. again, they move again.
2: Well, isn't isn't it also considered a push? Let me double check that. Cause like, that it, at first, I thought it was a push because if it's a push, that's gross on them. Uh,
0: I don't know if it's a push. It might just be a move. I think it's just a move. Move one inch. Yeah, uh, either way. Which is well, better was the push. push. Yeah, it's not a push for Twitchy, I don't think. Twitchy,
2: after an enemy model, oh, thank God, it's just a move. Oh, thank God.
0: Yeah, that'd be funny. And charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly
2: what I was thinking. That's why I freaked out.
0: I was like, like Holy oh my shit. God. <laughs> why have I not figured this out before? Oh, man. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I think that's a good point with the crew. So, when you look at your crew, you need to see, okay, I, I put out, you know, the. Grave markers, or I put out the pit traps or pianos. And I think you want to look at them and just be like, okay, so what is my crew trying to do with this? Is it trying to use it offensively? Am I trying to, you know, debuff my opponent? Am I trying to buff my own? So that's the main thing you need to look at with your markers. Dixon, do you even? So I know you play Titania. So is she your only like super heavy marker crew?
2: No, no. I, I play, well, before her I played uh, uh, Zip and I played uh whatchamacallit. Um Well, obviously uh because I also I also decided to try out like different uh factions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tried Karis, I tried um whatchamacallit. well, I don't wanna count her, but it's uh the girl that does the news in guild. She uses a lot of scheme markers and it you felt kinda Nelly. similar. Yeah, Nelly uses a lot of the ski markers. And I know they're not terrain, but like her ski markers are deadly because she does effects with them, if I remember correctly.
0: So Dixon, being a fellow connoisseur of the Zip, there's a, I know there's a lot of new players, especially out there who sometimes have trouble um, deciding when to use those piano markers. So I'm just curious, what kind of, as a Zip player, when did you decide that you wanted to actually drop the pianos? I know it's going to sound weird, but like, when I was playing Zip, I used the pianos to, like, annoy
2: my opponent. Mm. Be like, okay, so he needs these many actions to get these many points. Because it was back in GG1. And I was like, if I can block off this area, then he has to spend this many actions to actually get through. Because he didn't fly. Even if he had a, a whatchamacallit, the, the, the one that ignores uh, Severe, doesn't matter. You have to walk up and kill the the, the piano, right? Yeah. So, I would like put the pianos just outside of one inch of whatever models in such a way that they literally would have to like, get like two or three actions just to get to the point. You know, two or three actions extra, and that would just be like an extra turn, or you know, it, it was just to buy me more time. Let me put it that way. Well, That's I think what it's I funny because before. I didn't
0: even I, use them to attack. Really. As a zip player, <laughs> I feel like I don't use them every game. Uh. Um, i use my piano markers more if it's a gun line i'll use them to block off line of sight nice and then if there's claim jump i'll use them to kind of block off claim jump mm-hmm. and and then if i get the trigger like if i have the card in hand sometimes i'll drop it next to my opponent because what it, i can't remember if it does damage or if it puts out distracted but it's one of the two i think it can do damage
2: but it's yeah. it's damage and distracted if i remember but like it, the point is, they're very versatile, really. like that's the, Also, the if you're a of fan time.
0: of Macha Roja, mm-hmm. you got to drop pianos because he just loves slamming people on top of them.
2: I, I mean, you can also use an underbrush. Like I literally grab a bush to kill somebody with it. So that's, Yeah, right?
0: That's an option. <laughs> I think if you end within an inch or two with Macha Roja of a piano marker, mm-hmm. I think you get shielded or something. So that's kind of a cute interaction.
2: That's true. Yeah, it's, it's specifically... I, I wish His time was, is now. Yeah, I wish it was a non-scheme marker. Like, if he ends an activation near a non-scheme marker, he should get the yeah. bonus. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, my time is now. That's the name of the ability.
0: Yeah, definitely, though, if you're playing against Zip, especially if it's like English Ivan and English Ivan ignores your concealment, drop some pianos down to the block line of sight to help you out god almighty i love i love that it's like welcome to thunderdome you can't (laughs) see nothing yeah i mean they're destructible so they're not super broken but they're definitely annoying to take care of yep that's that's the thing like
2: if you see anybody that has the ability to uh destroy terrain at range kill that person first
0: yeah for sure if you see something with like blow to hell or something like that yep that's your worst enemy so, what about you, Chris? What is your uh, I would say marker crew that you're kind of in love with? I mean,
1: all it's it's, it's actually really funny because like almost every single one of my favorite explorer crews are all super <laughs> marker <laughs> intensive. So
0: it's true. true. It's annoying. Yeah, so I could uh, I, bring, I could bring the emissary every game against Chris, and it'd probably yeah, be worth it brought
1: worth it. It messed me up absolutely. Yeah. So I got uh, I mean, seeker. I just absolutely love seeker. It's such an, a versatile and they put out group. a lot
0: of different tokens too
1: and they put out a lot of different tokens depending on who you bring absolutely
0: because they put out they have the lamps that they put out to give you positives yeah, uh so- you put down schemes and crap you also put out these hazardous auras with the grave goo and the more and you know the kurdigan or whatever it's the called Kurgan, so-
1: yeah absolutely yeah it's a mess it's uh it's a big cluster right in the middle of the table absolutely Um, And then, of course, English Ivan puts out his shadow markers, which are unique to English Ivan's crew. So, shadow markers. Who's the uh, the Ten Thunders model that uses shadow markers?
0: Misaki. Yeah, Yeah. Misaki.
1: It's like those two models are basically the only models that really use shadow markers. Which yeah, and I like
0: Misaki's ability just because, like, what she pop she pops up next to any shadow marker on the board. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yep, she comes and goes. She comes out of the shadows but um and then english Ivan have two's ability to walk through or not walk through but to to make the super long anti-luminal bridge is just phenomenal
0: yeah where you connect the shadow markers with uh what's his face um gibson dewalt yeah gibson and then you can basically like i'm gonna charge i'm land on this one which is gonna take me to this one which now i'm gonna attack you it's stupid it's true cool, actually Yeah, that's why as soon as you see the path laid down, you just break that shit up.
1: You got to break it up, absolutely. Yeah, because the anti-liminal bridge says when a model ends a move next to uh, either one of the ends, you can place them to contact with the other and places, you know, end a move. So just kind of leapfrog.
0: Leapfrog.
2: I wish wrestlers were better. Me too. Wrestlers would be such a cool counter to uh, Ivan. I mean, technically they are because... They're only four, so, yeah, I mean, they only with out four so i mean just the only guys
0: they die super easy though yeah wrestlers yeah. die
2: incredibly easy i know it's like why are, like, they should have something else like i don't know because harder wound and five wounds is just not
0: good if they got shielding like if they removed the marker and they got shielding when they did i think that would help
2: yeah yeah definitely um, would be, or
0: some just something like that you know
2: yeah because the, the fact that they have zero inch melee should allow them to have something better for survivability like something and those smart. models are
0: so sweet they're like slamming pigs and all God, sorts of crap
2: so cool like they're i have little tiny
1: home. wrestler gremlins yep how could uh, you not love those i love the one with the the pig over his head
2: yeah that's oh, one i so cool
1: and <laughs> then i have uh then i have nexus who uses the hell out of uh web markers 50 oh, yeah web markers which is phenomenal <laughs>
0: uh, yeah if you played uh dreamers crew and you have the old vandersnatch you know all about those web markers
2: that's true. That's true. I then I have played Webmarkers because I played The Ever Living Out of the uh, the Widow Weaver. Widow Weaver is really, really good.
1: The Widow Weaver is really good. Absolutely. I was very happy
2: whenever Pete stopped playing Nevermore just, be, just because of that model. Strangely enough, I only played Widow Weaver and Bandersnatch with Marcus. I didn't like playing it with
0: um uh, the Dreamer. You brought him out of Keyword in uh, Nevermorn?
2: Yeah, yeah, I played it with Marcus out of keyword. Because uh, Bandersnatch doesn't get the extra plus one because he's a beast. Uh, and Widow Weaver, he, I think she's still worth the extra plus one soul stone.
0: Yeah, I brought them with Dreamer anytime that I had either spread them out or I had like Breakthrough or something. Mm. Or uh, I'd also bring him sometimes for like a go-get-catch-and-release on some, you know, model. There's a lot of different things you can do with it because they're so mobile.
1: Yep. And then now, Anya, you know, old Anya and new Anya, they use ski markers super heavily. I mean, they're all about ski markers. all all the models of both crews. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. The first Anya is just really Anya that utilizes ski markers, but the second one is all the models and her keyword really start you know thriving. yeah, because they
0: can use that to summon a drudge, right?
1: Yeah, they so Anya uses it or they use, yeah, whatever. They use it to summon a drudge off of Anya's ability on a front front of her card. And then also with the brawler, you've got the, uh, if you're in range uh, for attack action, targeting a friendly model within two, and he is a viable attack option, then you have to target him. Yeah, buddy. So so
2: slightly better caught in the ring.
0: If I'm being honest, though, and this is just me kind of being a, a teacher and trying to get people into the game. I think markers, when I see a crap ton of them on the board, I think markers are actually one of the biggest hurdles for newer players. Just because it it's such a different mechanic than you see in a lot of different games. Uh, just because you use them to score schemes, uh, sometimes they are strategy markers and they have effects. So not only are you putting out you know effects on the board with the terrain but now these models are putting out effects that can affect things like movement and conditions so I would say that when I look at all these markers whether it's an aura or whatever I think it is definitely something you have to keep in mind when you're playing against newer players it's usually one of the last things I teach a newer player makes sense because there's just so much like I mean, Chris and I still have to look up terrain and we still have to look up, you know, how pulses work versus auras sometimes in certain situations. Yep. So it's definitely, there's a lot there. I mean,
2: basic questions sometimes come
0: up, like, what's a defense duel? What's a willpower
2: duel? Because you have to, like, go back into the book and go and, you know, get specific. Yeah, that's
0: super,
1: super tricky when it comes to wording, though. Well, Well, Chris,
0: I mean, talk about the game we had a couple of weeks ago with your grave goo next to the building. Right. And you were like, "Well, if you do that, you're taking damage." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm on I, the base." And you're like, "The base counts." I was like, "The fuck it does. I'm not counting it." All I was terrain a, has a base. I mean, I was
2: serious, a neutral like... party, and I said, "If it's a friendly game, hell no." <laughs> it was a competitive game and you guys didn't talk about it before No, no, no. no. Pete and I are
1: always playing competitive games. We're oh. very much training. <laughs> we're very we much do. teaching testing each other's
0: abilities. And I told him I wasn't going to like I literally told Chris I'm like I'm not marking the damage on my card. It's not <laughs> happening. And, and and I said
1: that's perfectly fine, but he has to give me an action <laughs> with the gave, with the grave goo. He, oh like, yeah. I would not move the grave goo all the we way compromised. out of. The way. Yeah, we got But it's good it's also
0: good for me though going into a tournament where that jetsa crew you have to be so specific with terrain just because of how it's affected from that crew yeah
1: absolutely.
0: it's ridiculous I mean I I would probably want to blow my brains out Dixon if I was playing vassal <laughs> the amount of like research you have to do if you play against Jetsa
2: oh dude I remember the day that like people were allowed to use Jetsa and the committee for the world uh, Tournament was like wait we need to like validate everything again <laughs> like this yeah. is, this is not legal anymore it's some bullshit
0: yeah because and if people don't know the reason is because the grave goo and Jedsa's crew when it's touching a piece of terrain it could be also an aura it makes that hazardous so that it gets fucked up real quick yeah. <laughs> very Absolutely. fast too. and Chris and I had an argument about it oh for yeah, sure we did i mean you're not alone literally
2: so many people had that argument so many yeah we actually in the
1: in the uh the tournament that we went to in uh north carolina we were looking at the the board you know at a map and it was like a sewers so there was one long continuous river in the middle and i was oh. like Did you i play told I, up? no i pulled the i pulled the uh um the guy was running over and I was like, Look, I um I play the Grave Go pretty heavily. This is gonna be an issue for my my teammate. What do you wanna do? And he was like, actually, that's a really good idea. So what he did was he just tipped over broke it up an obelisk and he was like, That's breaking it up right there. <laughs> and he broke it up in a couple other places. It's smart because guys- it's and I was completely okay with it because otherwise the entire thing is yep it's a that's what we
0: call an unfair advantage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. But like, you
0: could totally see the grave goo just slipping into a sewer and like poisoning a whole stream like that. That'd be absolutely. sick. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's a very good, you know, representation narrative. I would bring say a lot narrative. of flying in, in, in a, a narrative game you can make it so that that's that's how the grave goo becomes broken because you can make it so that the entire thing is like a water reservoir and then the grave goo all of a sudden becomes godlike because it's like, "Oh, shit." Like every single time we do anything, we get poison. Yeah. And so Jetsa's
1: crew, she's, yeah, she's not great in all, you know, at all the different strategies. So if you drop her in a strategy
2: she's not great in just to get that ability, it's like, ooh. Jetsa, by the way, that was another thing. All buildings became like six different parts because yeah. of Jetsa.
0: Well, because some of those buildings on Vassal are ridiculously huge.
2: Yes, they are. I remember being inside a, a casino that was like, like six, no, uh, it's like something like nine or something, different parts. The walls were something, the the fucking tables were specified in a different way. Like it was, it was a nightmare.
0: Yeah. I saw one where it was literally a building that the big center, there was a big one in the middle and
2: mm-hmm. then it had
0: bridges that spanned across most of the board. And I'm like, man, if the grave goo touches that, you <laughs> just, you don't, it's like go under it or something. Yep. I don't know yo ridiculous oh i played on so...
1: get into that board
0: so markers and auras can be broken we we all know that i've actually been hearing a lot of people uh, apparently over in the uk dixon they had a big tournament where a lot of people brought the new lady J because apparently she's really good with her markers now
2: yes uh i actually wanted to make a mention of it congratulations to radic bry and uh Everybody that was in the UK actually, because the the UK nationals were, I believe, it was this weekend. I think it was. It yeah. was
0: amazing.
2: He won with Outcast, right? Uh, yes. The winner was uh the uh an Outcast player. He
0: he played Von uh, Schill and
2: But the second place was also five and zero, and it was by And he Bayou. lost yeah. by one point. Two. That's two points. Sing- it was two no, points. one. 32-30. I saw I'd be twenty-one to twenty.
0: I'd be curious uh, okay. to see what uh what they brought for the Bayou. Uh,
2: yeah, they actually have the information because a whole bunch of people in the thread and in yeah, was in Baggy Tools.
0: Wow. I just haven't yeah. looked at it yet. Yeah, it was it was awesome.
2: It was surprisingly shocking to see that because like I don't yep. often see representation for the Bayou in that caliber, and I was very happy to, to see that.
0: So, what do you think though of Lady J and her uh, markers there, Dixon? So,
2: I think the ability they're coffin to actually, markers right yeah, yeah yeah they're coffin markers and they extend the threat of uh actually uh burying people by approximately 2 inches and okay. actually more than that it's like probably approximately 3 inches but uh, yeah that's still the whole point of it you you say you're going to do the action to to put them inside the coffin and you immediately make a marker and take a damage and then you do the action to any enemy model that's within 1 inch of the co- the coffin marker that's insane. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and then you have models. If I remember, there's a couple of models that can also hit models that are buried. So the yeah, reason why are. it's insane is because you can have a, a recruiter or, or two, I think it is, in the back. And as soon as you you bury somebody that has activated already, the recruiter can just go ham on that person. And there's very little they can do.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you guys Yeah. There
0: well, Lady J is just so iconic too that it's good. Just and it's thematic, just the fact that you know her crew's just boxing up all these heretics and undead and just smashing them to pieces. I love it.
1: Did you also see that Explorers didn't even place in top? You know, it, it, you could say they placed in the top twenty because they were twentieth place. Yep, that was surprising to see. How crazy is that? Maybe the think- maybe Explorers shouldn't get hit with uh, the Nerf hammer quite as hard. <laughs>
0: No, they should, in March, they should still get absolutely wrecked. Yeah, I think, because
2: they placed 20th. <laughs> honestly, no, I, I honestly believe that if something is not done with Ivan, there's going to be a whole bunch of salted.
0: I also think there's something to be said for people just being tired of seeing so much of Explorers. Um, Like, Chris, you still play them and you, and you do great with them. But, yeah, there's a lot of people that I know, like, you see the initial hotness and then people tire of it. It's the same thing I did with Guild Ball. I don't do it with MalFO But in Guild Ball, when the, um, when the miners came out, I got on that bandwagon. When the brewers got sexy again, I got on that bandwagon. So, And it's always the same where it's like, okay, yeah, this is fine. The new hotness comes out. Go ahead and do that. So I think we're seeing that because the titles came out. So people are wanting to try the titles. And that's bringing them off the Explorers a bit. They're still good. I don't think that them finishing 20th is any, you know, kind of like any kind of negative, like they're horrible or anything now. It's just that I assume the good players decided to play the new titles that they liked.
2: I think the titles of have, have shaking up the meta, oh, yeah. but like Love they're it. still a problem children. I still, like I said, I still think that I'd be shocked to see that um, Ivan doesn't get touched because like he's- Ivan he's and Cadmus are getting
0: touched players. in some way for sure there's been yeah. too much bit- there's been too much bitching about them
2: yeah that that's specifically i think that's the main reason why It's like a lot of people are just so angry with them that you know that cuz anytime that you see this this type of like anger towards like a couple of masters they they need to be changed just for the good of the game cuz like the community you know they just yeah hate playing against well, this pe- negative Yeah people experience.
0: get tired of seeing the same bullshit so and it's like oh here comes you know the uh, second berserker husk okay here comes ivan getting the damn yeah shut up nobody cares about your results
2: yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick and tired of playing against the same summon and the same summon it's like you have some other things you can do with this group
1: i'm just looking yeah. at the the you know uk championships
2: results yep. and i'm seeing explorers place 20th can you send me the link because i can't seem to find it for some reason i had it here and now it's gone. Yeah, put to it, put it in the chat it's in a weird place
0: yeah, that's what I'm you're, looking for. I can't find your it. Your mom's a weird place. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. So we have all these different markers. So when you guys know you're going into a marker heavy crew, so keeping in mind the faction you use, because I think it's different with every faction, but what what do you think of when you see a marker heavy crew? What are, What starts to kind of go through your mind?
1: let's see what they do with those markers
2: and figure out whether or not I want to pull them off.
0: Well, mine is like, Oh, you're a marker crew. I'm going to bring the emissary for Bayou.
2: Yeah. I, I'm trying to think like, depends on who. Cause like, or if it's in inpa-
0: the- So if it's impassable, so if there's a lot of impassable ones, instead I'll bring gluttony for Bayou. So gluttony and the emissary are really the two main go-tos for getting the hell, you know, rid of markers. However, I will say that I am going to play the shit out of the new Wong, and Wong has a really strong ability to get rid of markers as well. And he actually gets to put a scheme marker down when he removes the other marker. So get pumped. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it is. I'm so so excited for it. So to combat English
1: Ivan putting out so many shadow markers, they're going to they're they're releasing all these other models that. Get rid of all these markers, and then they're gonna nerf English i and and then there's just gonna be a whole I mean, bunch of we're, models so get easy. Rid of markers.
2: Because it's not just that; it's not the markers. Like I've played around the markers so many times. It's a stupid limitation with willpower six. It's like if you are forced to put a model that happens to have willpower six, it can just like ruin your entire game. And what I mean by being forced, I mean like you pick masters, and now your master is willpower six, and there's nothing else you can do about it. That's
0: well, Dixon, what about? So you play a lot of Neverborn and obviously Guild. How are you getting rid of markers when you know it's going to be a problem? We don't. In both of those, you just don't?
2: Yeah. Well, Guild, we have many ways. It's uh, Neverborn that doesn't. Uh, Sorry. I was just very upset because the way that I deal with it in Neverborn is I just try to kind of brute force it or try to use units that get bonuses out of it. Like, for example, if I somehow am playing against somebody that's using a lot of ice pillars then i can bring in the uh the, the potato uh i forget his name the garyon or whatever the garyon yeah yeah he's just a giant potato with arms uh um, he does <laughs> and and that's it that's all i do i just like all right eat all the ice pillars and then
0: yeah where is guild i think goodness. what doesn't uh doesn't Papa loco there have like blow to hell
2: they got Papa Loco and they got the uh, the robot. There's a robot that that has blowed all to hell and has the aura that says you can't take extra. Action. Oh,
0: that's the uh, riot breaker, right? Yeah,
2: riot Bre- That's that that model is insane. Which is the reason why most people say that Papa Loco doesn't have a home, because like Papa Loco has Willpower Power three, and you know he has blowed all to hell.
0: So you know, they're like, well, why Chris would I you need to talk Loco? because. Uh, explorers have like 20 different ways to get rid of whatever marker they want i would gladly take two from them (coughs) into neverborn (laughs) One, i know i know know jedsa does i know that there's got to be at least a dozen other models in that faction that also get rid of markers or switch them out for something yeah
1: there are a lot of but so most of that uh thematically is them using their own markers so but yeah I do there are several models that utilize that will you know remove markers
0: Jetsa has so many answers it's ridiculous not even just getting rid of markers but healing and movement and it's just definitely definitely a crew that can answer a lot of questions that your crew puts out
1: that's true except symbols although
0: yeah I don't know I might
1: try her one time into some type of super (laughs) symbols. we
0: played a game this week and it was brewmaster and Chris was playing Jetza, and Chris was like, Oh, for fun, I'm going to charge one of your monks. And the monk just came in and shit wrecked him in like one and a half activations. And when I was going to do the final point of damage, Chris is just like, are you going to kill that? Cause if you do, I'm just going to quit.
1: <laughs> I was just playing around when I wasn't expecting to do any damage to him. I wasn't expecting to really do anything. Oh. I was just kind of, you know, Putting a piece a little bit over there. Well,
0: the monks have that uh what is it called? The trigger where it's the ram trigger where they can reduce their poison to get plus two to the damage. Yeah. And Chris, I guess, well, he didn't know it because I don't play Brewmaster until now, so I don't think he was expecting the the monk to put out like six points of damage. What? It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, the monk put out six and have you, the monk... too?
0: have you seen Brew Two? Have you seen Brew Two? Yeah,
1: and yeah. the monk I just, blew... I guess I
0: haven't seen that yet. The monks are the sweet, like, you want to bring three monks with Brewmaster too. Yeah, the fermented the, monks. Those are the, just, the moonshiner. Per,
1: at,
2: yeah, fermented, what? Wait, yeah, what? they're
0: fermented river monks. Yeah, okay. fermented
2: river monks. No, because I well, I guess I'm playing them wrong, because I, when I was playing with the monks, I was using them as uh, support. I did not use them for combat. I should. Well, done. it's not oh, only just oh, combat,
0: Dixon, but they also have most of their actions, even their bonus, have the ability to move like they have the drunken stumble triggers and stuff like that Uh so in brewmaster 2 you can reduce your your poison to do a point of damage when you move within an inch of your opponent so you go in do some damage you know you get the stumble trigger you do a point of damage reduce your poison and then if you get it again you can move to another model that activation and do it again Uh, you put 12 cups of coffee on them so now they're you know twitchy so if you end an activation they're Moving and doing another point of damage, so it's like this really crazy kind of ping poison crew.
1: Yep, it was not fun. And
0: wow. then the brewmaster has butterfly jump, so you try to pin him down, and he's moving around doing poison damage to everybody. It's just it's fun as hell, man. I tell you.
2: Yeah, I guess I just haven't seen that level of play yet.
0: Because like oh, I've play... been picking, I've been picking brains, and it's been super good to get that hazardous poison aura. Um, obviously not a marker like we're talking about, but still an effect like it, where it's just it. I think at the end of turn one, Dixon, I think I had somewhere between like 40 and 55 poison on all my models. Jesus. Across the board. Okay. That's wow. It puts out way more poison indirectly. Like you can in brew one, you can do that where you stack poison on like one or two models. Mm -hmm. But in this version, it's across the board. Everybody has like, 10 to 16 poison by the end of turn one. Everybody. Yep. And you get to use it and it doesn't get cleared. So you don't have to worry about, you know, the poison getting knocked off by your opponent. So that's huge too. Wow. That's insane. I think,
2: I mean, I guess I got to see it.
0: Well, and that's why it's good in like break the lines and corrupted ley line, because if your opponents have poison on them, before they take damage, you can push them as well with that tipsy slide ability on the front of his card. Mm-hmm. So you can push them off of the scheme or strategies that they're trying to score before they do at the end of the turn. Um, and and yeah, it's just two inch reach. It's a it's a disaster for people. You gotta you gotta kill them because two inch reach on the uh, markers is hard to deal with. <laughs> it does sound painful. <laughs> does I think sound- everything. I think everything in the crew except for if you bring the whiskey golem pretty much that you're going to bring with that brewmaster has a two inch reach. Wow. Even the monks, I thought
2: the monks were,
0: uh, the, zero. The monks have, have a drink, so they have a zero, uh, which is their damage, gotcha, but gotcha. have a drink is two and it's still a melee. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's, yeah, we'll it's, it's, it's <laughs> it plays like you think a brewmaster crew should have played.
2: Brewmaster one's it. still
0: fun, but it just, it's more of a cage fight. Whereas this one, you just have a bunch of drunk models bumping into everything. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm trying to think, what about 10 thunders have a lot of just answers. So I imagine they have a bunch of marker removal as well.
2: Yeah, I wanted to address that. They do have answers for a lot of things, but I don't think that they have great answers for uh, markers. Okay. I think, yeah, I think it's just the monk. They have a monk that has to be like in base to base contact to be able to remove anything
0: let me what? Well, oh something else that you want to keep in mind to everybody that's listening to this is everybody can remove destructible terrain you just have to be what within two inches of it or an inch uh
2: you have to be within one inch of a destructible terrain and take an action the action doesn't yeah. have a name it just destroy the terrain
0: yeah so, but everybody can do that in the game correct but once again That's where you start to Malifaux is all about getting value out of your actions. And if you got to waste time getting this destructible crap out of the way, then you're not doing your thing at that point.
2: I I see what you're trying to get with that, but like the action still takes actions. For example, the reason why I was talking about Zip, if I put the, the marker just outside of one inch. You still have to go through that area, so that means you have to use an action or something to move yourself within one inch of the terrain, and then use another action to remove it. That's that's sometimes game losing. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is that's why those factions and crews that can remove multiple markers, mm-hmm. those are the ones that have just are are a better matchup. they it, and it's really crazy to me how Neverborn just really doesn't have very good answers to markers.
2: There, there's none. Like there's just the the, the potato
0: guy. But well, like, that's why all the Neverborn players were freaking out when Hoffman Two came out. Yes. Because they're like, my God, there's no way to get rid of these things. Nope. You have to literally walk up to it and break it. And I don't think actually you, can. you, you can't even you can't even do that though. Yeah. They're, they're not I don't think destructible. It has
2: destructible. Yeah. No. That's so gross. Oh, so gross. Well, by the way, I found the Lotus Eater. That's the monk that I was talking about for for Ten Thunders. Yeah. I can't think of another model that has marker okay. removal.
0: Well, maybe they only have answers to like other things and not so much markers. Yeah. Like no, no. They they technically they have an answer to everything, including marker removal. It's just that the marker removal
2: answer is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he has to end his activation within the range of the marker uh which is three six inches he has to be within six inches of the marker at the end of his activation and have a path to it because he has to move three inches and then be within three and then he gets to remove it and then he gets to heal so chris
0: chris what about a lot uh, of parts what about rezers do rezers have a lot of answers to markers i know they use a lot of them i don't know if they have a lot of removal though
1: uh they remove i mean yeah they use a lot of corpse markers they use a few other markers, but yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of removal, no. Not for Terrain? Not for Terrain, no. Not that I
2: remember, although it's been a little while. I mean, but don't you guys, like, all ignore most of it with, like, incorporeals well, I mean, and flying?
0: That's fair. I guess you can also count, like, being incorporeal, like, Karai and stuff like that, where it's just, like, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, no fucks were given. Or like Maul, or like Maw, the new Maw, where it's like her crew can just ignore terrain like that. That's another big one. And it's funny, though, because that ability, the all terrain and the Trixie's ignoring um, Hazardous, that and armor, that alone makes me like, where I want to take Maw. I might just take her like all three rounds now because some of those matchups where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just bring back a Maw, And it really is a good complement to what the original does.
1: Yes, it is. Except for it doesn't have a lot of card draw.
0: Yeah, but you know you can you can work around that a bit.
1: Got to throw a big brain in there. As long as you
0: don't have five cards, because you're stupid Anya two bullshit.
1: What's really cool about that Anya two is it's not a uh, a leader ability. It's just unseen manipulator. So you it's know, there if you bring a second. If you bring her as a second master. I don't like it.
2: You know, if they give Mortimer blood all to hell. I would not hold it against uh, weird.
1: Mortimer needs something to help him yeah, out.
2: That's He's what not. I'm saying. If they give him blow it all to hell, I'd be like, sure, I can, I can believe he has like grenades and shit in his pocket. No, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine with that.
0: Yeah, I think the only ones we didn't talk about really were like Outcasts and Arcanist. But Outcasts that blow it to hell with one of their best models in the game, hell, with yeah. um, uh, with Mad Dog. So that's not a huge issue. He got nerfed.
2: Does yeah. not care.
0: Does not <laughs> care. And Arcanist, they have like the Soulstone miners and models that don't care, so I don't think Arcanists really care either.
2: Dude, the Soulstone miner, if I remember correctly, not only can he pop out, but he destroys all markers within three inches. All of destructible power. markers, yes. That's so nuts. That is so nuts. Yeah, it's good. I think the best from the the best guys are removing markers are tied, I would say, between Bayou and, and uh, Explorer
0: Society. I think it's absolutely Bayou Bayou has so many ways to get around it and the models and once again it's one of those things where is the model good by itself and also have marker removal like the emissary the emissary for Bayou is so ridiculously good by itself but the fact that it can go 12 inches and just remove whatever it runs over as far as markers goes is just huge and then Chris playing you know his his explorers it's they remove it but then they also draw cards out of it and they get movement out of it and it, it's just it's stupid good right that's why i said that I was like i think i think that would be tied because
2: yes you uh Bayou has indiscriminate destroy everything within a certain range like it's ridiculous the amount of range that they can actually destroy terrain uh, markers from right but explorers they get stuff out of it they get like very valuable force-multiplying stuff out of it.
0: I think it's also worth mentioning now that I think about it that um, Hoffman 2 and Von Schill 2 also got bulldozed, so now they have kind of... It's not 12, so it's not ridiculous like the Emissary, Correct. but they can push 5 and pick up whatever they run over. Yep. yep. So that's good as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think both Outcast and Gil they're fine in their dealing with marker stuff, but then now they're still not in the same range, in my opinion, as Bayou and... No. Yeah, fuck no.
0: No, when I see a Marker Master, I'm not even worried about it. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just bring this good model I, I could have brought anyways. Yeah,
2: meanwhile, me, when I was playing Neverborn, I'm just, like, sweating bullets and crying out blood.
0: Like, Mother oh of God. God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring Nikema so I fly over it. <laughs> yes,
2: that's literally it. Like, I have to, like, okay, Titania ignores this. Nikema ignores this. <laughs> I'm just kinda, I think like, that's why you know? like
0: Titania so much, just because it's like, all right, so we're going to struggle a little bit, but Titania is going to be fine. I love the aesthetic. I love the abilities.
2: And I still stand that the uh the attack, Titania's attack, is the best attack in the game. Aiden inches ignored.
0: The fact that it's a gun is what's cover. so stupid about it. It's
2: not. That's another thing. It's not a
0: gun, so it ignores... Uh, you, you know cover. what I'm saying, though. It's, sorry, ranged attack.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. I want to I wanna specify. It's like, it works oh, yeah. like it would a be gun. severely
0: okay if, you know, it was a gun. Exactly. I like would so take gross. a couple notches down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it'd be fair, I think, at that point. <laughs> it'd be fair. <laughs> You'd have a fair shot at it. Oh,
2: yeah. But yeah, no, that's why I love it. Like, I love it because it's it's eight inches, it hits really hard, and it puts in uh, injured. And yeah, so if that's what I got to pay for me not being able to deal with terrain, I, I, guess, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know.
0: So generally speaking, let me ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. I know where Chris stands, and I'm kind of curious where you stand on this, Dixon. Yeah, what's up? Are you a big fan of markers? Like, is that something that is appealing to you in the game? Or could they go away and you'd be like, I think the game would be better without them? Honestly, um, I like them, but
2: it's kind of hard to explain. I did not like them when I started. I actually hated it. I thought it was
0: like... Oh, I ignored them when I started. I'm like, I got too many other things to worry about.
2: Right. So when when I started, it's just like, oh my God, there's so much crap on the table. What the hell? Yeah. And then eventually I was just like, you know what, actually, this works because of all the mechanics behind it. Like I was like, oh, and then the reason why this works is because of how this interest interact to this ability and yada, yada, yada. And I just and I fell in love with
0: it. If you don't use the markers in a marker crew, you're bringing it down a couple levels. It's really not operating the way it was designed and you're not going to do well with them. It, it, it's something that needs to be used. I played Parker and I didn't use scheme markers that much just because I right. was learning the game. Right. And once you learn that, oh, scheme markers make this crew like ten times better, then it's like, oh all right, now I see how to use it.
2: Yeah. So I think I think there's gotta be like a like a time allotment basically where you start getting used to to the fact that markers are just part of the scenery. And the thing that I think Well that they're a me...
0: resource as well, right? Correct,
2: right, correct. Right. But like I think the thing that helped me was uh that people were making markers into terrain pieces like ice i saw i immediately started seeing people with ice pillars that looked like ice pillars. same the height yeah that was, yeah, that was nice yeah and and th- that helped me i think that helped me a lot so whoever is a good hobbyist out there that, that starts making markers for people i love you dude because like you made the game better for me
0: yeah i uh for hoffman 2 i printed off uh the pylon markers from starcraft so I have about, I don't know, probably about eight of them. So now when I play Hoffman, I put them on the board and they look like little pylon markers you'd see from StarCraft. You so made me want to play cool. him.
2: I'm not going to lie, because I just wanted to say so you must construct additional I, I,
0: I took Chris's advice and I painted them <laughs> different colors. So uh-huh. I got like red, purple, green, and blue. So, yeah, and then every time you... Uh, Every time you make a new pylon, you go to, must construct additional pylons. I just, ah, it's so cool. It is. It's Hopin so cool. has been a blast to play. I love that. That crew's fun. Uh, Chris didn't like it. He rage quit. It's okay. I mean. Chris, Chris, markers, love them or hate them, leave them.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I never knew the game without them, so it, to me. It's so even when you were normal. new, did
0: you think they were clunky, or did you just kind of naturally be like, oh, okay, cool.
1: I mean, it's natural. I mean, it's pretty, pretty much just added a, a, another element to the board. Uh, play, Chris way. playing
0: resers had me realize that corpses are bad and stay away from the corpses. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think
2: that the, there's a, there's actually a, a very good explanation here, since because Chris's ex, uh, answer is perfect to the way that we play. I played Malifos in V one. You played yo-ball and there wasn't that many markers, and you played yo-ball oh, no. extensively, more so than Chris, right? Oh yeah, Chris hated yo-ball. Right, so I think that's what it is. Like we played games where like markers were not really
0: that and much of an issue. I played
1: War Machine hordes; markers weren't uh, big in that. Yeah, I was All gonna right.
0: say War War Machine. It was more terrain, and I'd say auras were pretty big in, in right um, War Machine. Yeah and like like putting out wall, effects, templates. Like ranges. Yeah.
2: wall templates and Ugh, uh what you call the clouds that's it that's it. those are the two things that i yeah, saw a like lot right. dust clouds a crap yeah. load of clouds towards the end of me playing were dust
0: clouds? What were and then blast markers too yep gotta hate that game <laughs> i mean it's a fun game it's just it was before it jumped the shark
2: yeah i mean it got better and i still don't know like i'm, I'm kind of like on the fence. It's like ah, I'm guys- not on
0: the fence. It's in the <laughs> book of grudges. It's like, I'm done
2: with you. Fuck you. No, it, it is.
0: It's just, it. when I knew I made the right decision, when about, man, it was about probably two years. No, it was probably about three years ago. Now mm-hmm. they had the world, you know, they had the world championship for it or whatever you want to call it. Iron and Gauntlet. I was looking. Yep. I thank you. Iron Gauntlet. And I was looking at the board and both of the players had, it was two they both had like two colossals and like maybe one war engine or some mixture of the two. and it uh, looked more like a 40k game and I that wasn't the war machine that I loved. Oh. I loved the skirmish where it was like, oh, you have two jacks, two units and your war caster.
2: So I know I know that we're deviating a little bit from Alpha, but like the listeners that have played the game, I quit when I saw a game, I think it was between uh, like the best uh, legion player and the best player. Uh, and they moved a whole bunch of markers all over the table, right? And then nobody knew what was actually a marker and what was actually a model. And the game had to be like stopped by like the judges and stuff. I'm not joking. Like Literally, mm-hmm. they had done so, many, so much pre-measuring that at one point they forgot what was real and what wasn't. <laughs> and it was so bad that I was like, I'm done with this fucking game. Like, I literally, I, th- I was like, I'm done. That's it. I
0: think that's a good point for um malifo though is when you see somebody moving a marker and they're moving it towards you that's never a good sign get away from the marker (laughs) i can't tell you how many times chris is like just throwing a marker underneath my model he's like all right well now you can't do anything except for move
2: (laughs) oh ava yeah fuck ava I had that, or, you or now my, you got to like, take uh, like ten TNs
0: or some some dumb shit like that.
1: Anya's I, got Anya two's got it now as well. She uh, uh, no attack no attack actions while within one inch or no actions. Oh, what is it? It's one of the two.
0: I don't know. You slid it underneath uh, Winston uh, last game we played. Yeah, I
1: think it's no attack actions. Let me look it up.
0: That's alright. I just kept shooting you with uh, with ruffles and making Winston go into the pit traps.
1: Yeah, no attack <laughs> actions while within one inch.
0: Yeah, it's good that's pretty good yeah man maybe i hated it moving markers is just ridiculous it's annoying well and it's cool though because once you know a crew you can really pull off and i think that's probably the cool thing about doing markers and i hope everybody's picking up at this point as we're talking about them is that it makes the game deeper right because you can play a crew like parker or you can play english ivan and you can play them very just what's on the card but as soon as you start adding markers to whatever your crew does with them it creates so much more depth to the game that it really creates some really cool interactions that you're really missing out on if you're not trying them out
2: yep I and, and little things like that is what i wish more keywords were like a little bit more on the level of like cadmus and 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 ivan uh to a sense because i want people to be able to play their keyword and go like oh this is so cool this is so strong you know like, yeah. i can actually play all my minions if I have I there want
1: teams out there they're super strong without use of any markers <laughs>
0: well i think the titles are now making it where there are crews like that in other factions where it's like this is really strong and i think a good example of that's hoffman 2 i think is a really strong yes. master yes. um lady j from what pose. i'm hearing i've seen a few pose of both so yeah sick titles definitely uh i think brute and it's tough to say this, you know, but I think a lot of people are kind of in the camp where Brewmaster 2, people are feeling pretty strong about it. And also, I, I heard Yulix too. a lot of people are comparing him. I know Maeve told me it's almost like a Bayou uh, version of Nakima with the new Yulix.
2: I think the new Yulix, the fact that he's so, like, in my opinion, powerful.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: He, Well, no, because like, like Nakima. I don't think that she herself is as powerful. I think it's her keyword is really powerful. uh, Oh,
0: so you're saying, you're saying Yulix is the powerful part of that, not just the keyword? Correct. I think actually he is very, very strong and he has a lot of synergistic abilities that make him even better. Well, the fact that he can, he can put out the damage, but also in one action, he can send a piglet into a war pig in your face. Correct. So it's not this, it's, and before, you know, you could do it with Ulix where it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and morph it into, you know, a wild boar, and now I'm gonna do it into a war pig. Right. And now I'm gonna have the war pig charge you. And then you get to respond. Well now it's just like, hey, here's a war pig, and Ulix is either shooting you know, with his flaming bow or biting your face off with the pig he's riding. Yes.
2: Because the thing is that 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 what you just described is in my opinion what makes him powerful it's like oh wow can kill you
0: on both ends of it yeah he
2: he is support and he can kick ass
0: yeah oh he looks he looks good and we're definitely transitioning to things that are exciting us for titles mm-hmm. um i mean we pretty much kind of wrapped up the marker talk yeah so i've i've actually man the i i really was debating on jumping ship to things like bon and guild but these new Bayou titles are fucking sick, man. I'm Dude, I'm really enjoying them.
2: I want you to play the new Wong
0: and see I, if you can get some. I have out a list that I think is going to do some work. Hell yeah! Uh, it still it still has specific pools that you want to play it into, mm-hmm. but just the fact that Wong himself isn't only just putting out ridiculous blast damage, but now he can also heal and spot heal different models, um, and the fact that. This is actually what had me thinking about this marker episode. He has an ability on there and I'll pull it up real quick but One of his new abilities that just had me super Super loving the card is not only does he has siphon power so he can do the whiz-bang thing and get a suit of his choice Which is awesome, but he has a new ability that's called switcheroo so you target a non scheme marker and you drop a ski marker into base contact with it, and then remove the target. So that's great for things like spread them out, um, detonate charges, uh, just a lot of different things you can do with that. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I love it.
1: Pyrotechnics are phenomenal. When it would pyr- place a blast, they oh can God. place oh, it yeah. within two
2: inches. It's just well, like, so. You just have you have that, and each individual can, blast can be put within two inches of the last. That's well, you
0: can also get rid of two glowy tokens and you can you can ping for the sparkling strength but you can make it irreducible so it's two three five if you have a cursed warnings out on the model which i know it's setting up and you know both things have to happen but then it turns into a three four you know six and it's blast so yeah it, it's it's just really good
2: yeah i actually think that this makes sammy even better this crew i don't know
0: why It does, because there's more damage, and that means that you're going to draw more cards Mm -hmm. with Sammy. And Sammy's just a good model in general, but another thing I was going to say that helps this crew to be more mobile and get out of danger, because that's a big thing with Wong's crew is you're doing damage, but now Wong's healing you, so it's going to help mitigate that. But Puff of Smoke on the Enchanting Magic's heal is not only a heal, but then you get to place the model anywhere within four inches of itself so you're getting things across the board you're spreading out you're moving around um, and the new <laughs> i love the new backup assistant too where he can also if he's close to stuff add plus one damage to models that are getting blasted but he also has i've got your back um, he he has a mold of the other so let's say you lost a swine cursed you can just replace him bring that swine cursed back so it's kind of like what's that the is it the goro or whatever for uh yes. titania yes it's kind of like that and it's only like 4 point model for the backup assistant so i think it's worth bringing just to have
2: the goro by the way has a
0: mask on the thingy does the backup assistant also have a mask uh no it's just straight up um oh i guess it is a mask sorry it is yeah, yeah, you it, have it's to a It's a 10, a mask it's a ten right? of masks plus the cost of the model.
2: Correct. But that's still like, you know, the fact that, that he can remove conditions is also huge. Because like right now, there's a lot more conditions out there. Yes, more there are. There's more poison. There's uh, fire. I haven't seen that much, but I've definitely seen poison and distracted a lot more.
0: I think I think not only that, but I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of new stunned coming out, mm-hmm. um, see some more staggered coming out. But, yeah, I'd say stunned and distracted are the two that I've noticed the most. I mean, you have Ophelia who can just put out stunned whenever the hell she wants. That's absolutely true.
2: I forgot about that.
0: She just has to hit, man, and then, poof, stunned. Yeah.
2: Well, she has to hit with a seven against movement. That's like only horses (laughs) can defend
0: themselves against that. Yeah, and then even then, it's just a flip, right? Correct. That's exactly right. I don't think there's anybody that's like an eight. Plus, you know, playing, uh, playing my boy Wong again, I get to play the Fluffer Nutter on the board. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, I love Fluffer Nutter. He's cool.
1: Yeah, look uh, forward to playing it.
0: Yeah, we'll have to play it. So I might just straight up, if I'm not, if I lose round one or two this weekend, I might just drop it just to see what the hell happens round three. Why not, mm-hmm. Chris? You've been playing a lot of uh, titles for your explorers. How's that going? Loving it. Which ones really got y'all hot and bothered?
1: Ooh, I like Anya too. I like English Ivan too, um, and then all my favorites.
0: Dude, the, the the Outcast starter box works so well with Anya's crew. <laughs> it does.
1: It's it's so like good. They, it's like they created that starter box just for Anya.
2: I mean, you say that, but like, I'm trying to see if Yannick can actually make a list that's really strong in Outcast. With, I liked
0: know. her in Von Schill. In Von like Schill, Corvus. she's
2: amazing.
0: I'm actually, the video that I actually recorded today that I'm going to put out um, either tomorrow or third, tomorrow or Wednesday, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess it'll already be out when this episode comes out. But anyways, the interaction, especially with the discarding um, of Von Schill's crew, <gasps> the engineer for discarding. Um Von Schill one where you can discard, I think to do what the um, concentrate action or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it works really well with Von Schill's crew. Didn't even think about that. That's actually really cool.
1: Yeah, you're drawing yeah. a bunch of cards and you're getting either interact actions or uh, or concentrate actions.
0: Yeah. And there's like discard to get this effect, I think, with some of the equipment. Um, so there there's just a lot of cool things that you can do with that. I didn't think about that. Like now, I'm trying to think of like other stuff that you can do. But like that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a list I have that I don't know how good it is yet. But basically, it has the emissary for outcasts, where you can you know pick a model to drop a ski marker, and then you can activate to then with the engineer, for example. To the engineer is disgusting with its bonus because it it lets you draw a card, it puts like a shielding on your model, and it right. gives you um, gives you healing. And then you get to draw an extra card because of the ability from yannick
2: yep that's that's uh that's the first thing that i mentioned because I, I remember that one i was like i know for a fact that you can do it with with the uh whatchamacallit with the engineers but i didn't i forgot that uh whatchamacallit he also has the ability to to give concentrates out for discarding cards yeah
0: so yeah good. yeah so, no, it's yeah. Good.
2: yeah it's really good
0: yeah and anya too has a lot of like oh discard for this effect
1: well, and, y- and Yannick, she's a good model. Like she's all yeah. around good model. I mean, two, four, five.
2: The last one, four and five with her shotgun.
0: Yeah, it's a ten-inch shotgun. That thing shotgun, gets.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting like world-ending stuff from a seven-point model. So the fact that she has some good shooting is actually a, a yeah. Great it's just bonus.
0: it's on top of it. It's just like, and Hell she, yeah. I think actually, is it what is it called, Chris? It's like the something campaign, or where she can choose to heal or damage models within six of her
1: democratic elections
0: yeah that one that's actually situationally that's kind of cool as well
1: it is so you could get a scheme marker down basically for free if you heal you know more enemy models than your than your models and l it could you know be useful
0: yeah so and and that kind of goes back to you know not just talking about titles but just the fact that with schemes and obviously other markers usually there's second and third level things you can do with those so you just gotta honestly i didn't figure those out guys until i probably put it on the table and played the same crew five six seven times and then you just start to see it
2: yeah and like more thinking about it because like that's the beauty of 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 playing the same crew over and over again and actually thinking about your crew in a positive way that's the big one you have to think about it in a positive way (laughs) because, <laughs> uh, no, it's true. Like, I, I got a, it, I got it. There's a very, very good uh, Outcast player. His name is Axel. I think he got, like, second place of Worlds. And for the longest time, I remember that we were all down with, with Outcast. Like, Outcast is bad. Outcast is, is not going to get better, yada, 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 right? And he almost won it all. Like, I think he was, like, three actions away from winning.
0: It is kind of funny because people were shitting on Outcast pretty hard when the new yep. GG came out. Mm-hmm. especially. And um, we actually had a couple tournaments we went to where there were few people that played just outcasts and they finished strong. I think there was one tournament um, that we went to Chris, where an outcast player actually either finished second or won it. Mm-hmm. Um, outcasts aren't bad and they're definitely not bad now.
2: Yeah. Especially not with all these uh, titles out. I think that they, they definitely have a lot of life to them. Yeah. You just can't go
1: life. throw in with Hamlet one. <laughs>
2: i i personally like hamlin i should maybe I should nixon's a weirdo Hamlin's hey.
1: good it's just hamlin is a time dump
0: Yeah, oh, look i got 20 <laughs> models for it yeah. And yeah, even worse than I nexus
1: i thought nexus was going to be bad but nexus actually isn't as long as you get your reps in yeah, we're but reps hamlin, important. yeah but hamlin like even with reps in i was still taking like 20 minutes per turn
0: If I got to play against your Cadmus on Saturday, I'm going to punch you in your face.
2: Okay. He's already ready for it.
0: He's already ready for it. He's like, it's happening. Ah, That's fine. He knows I'm all talk anyways. Yeah. Turn two.
2: I mean, round two, you guys are going to play against each other and be like, yeah, yeah. This is why I drove,
0: you know, how many hours to get. I'll give you you, you an option. When you play like, you know, eight to 12 man (laughs) tournaments though, I mean, it's probably going to happen anyways. I love the fact that like Chris is never gonna lay that down. It's like I gave you an option. <laughs> I gave you an option. Yeah, that's fine. I mean it's like I'm not it, gonna it is play. What it is. I ain't, I'm not worried about it. Um, on to the next one, on to bigger and better things. Yes, sir. Can't focus on stupid mistakes, otherwise I'd just be sit sitting here thinking about every stupid mistake I make every turn. I mean, every tournament i played with Chris, I think there's a stupid mistake I made. I mean, even when we played War Machine, he was like, why did you drop Wormwood there into Retribution? That was so stupid. It
1: was. <laughs> Our three-man tournament, you were just like, I just want to play this. And I'm like, please don't play that. And you were like, okay. Dreamcast. cast.
2: No, the thing is, like, he, he gave you the option. The yeah, he gave you the option. Then you're like, do it. And you're like, why did you do that to me? I'm like, no, he told you. It's kind of like,
0: it's kind of like that. Um, there's that meme where there's the little kid next to the machine, and the guy's like, "Don't put your money in there. It's just a waste of you know your time and effort." Uh, and the kid does it anyway. It's like, "No, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, no. <laughs> Why'd you do that?" Yeah, no. I... Or or it could be like you know the meme where the guy shoots shoots the dude in the chair. Like, oh no! Why did you lose the game when you played a shitty master? <laughs> I was gonna say the guy with the bike. The guy with the bike. That's like. All right, I'm not going to do this one mistake. puts the stick inside the thing.
2: Why did you tell me to do X?
0: Yeah. Uh, I do that all the time. Blamed I just... It on other people. There's just times where I just... And it's always either the second or third round. Usually the second. Yeah, actually, I think it is probably mostly the second round where I'm just like, hey, let's just do this. And it. second round is usually rough for me for some reason. I
2: mean, you should... Challenge yourself to play just one master, like, and in, in maybe make it my first. But, like, I did it with um with Pandora, and it, and it kind of opened my eyes to a whole bunch of weaknesses that she had. Because, like, for a while, I thought she was like super broken. And then I played that one tournament, and I was like, nope, no, she's perfectly fine. <laughs> she is. I People should play her against her. Yeah, no, like, I played two rounds against 10 Thunders, and my opponents literally put the biggest beaters with uh, roofless guns against her. And Sounds I good. Just, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay, that's that seems to be a
0: hard counter <laughs> ah, for me. here's my weakness. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I completely <laughs> forgot. This is an actual problem. I forgot why I couldn't do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh man, Dixon! What about you, real quick? What's a title that has your fancy? Titania's
2: calling me, dude. Titania's calling me so much. The,
0: I haven't looked at her on the app yet. What does the uh, new one do specifically? So uh, she, well, she, she does in. a whole bunch of
2: things. Like she supports, she does range. She she has armor now, so better per attack defenses, you know, stuff like that. But the big thing, in my opinion, is she makes two up to two um, minions. Basically, her like they're called champions of the queen, and they get plus one to hit. If they're it, actually they don't even have to be within her. As soon as she makes them champions, they have plus one to, to defenses whenever whenever they're just you know holding the the um, the upgrade, and they get automatically they get a crow and a ram to every duel. So mm-hmm. that means that they automatically get parry. So if you attack them. In, uh, in melee and you miss, you're going to get hit in the face. Uh, their defense seven will power six. They automatically have punctures. So all their attacks in melee. Are Dude. Gonna, yeah. Third be,
0: law. She puts out injured and stunned.
2: Yeah. All auras uh, from Ugh. her are also through the uh, the models. So like check all her auras and all her abilities that you see. They're all through the, uh, the minions as well. Now the the there's a weakness technically to the uh, to the upgrade. At the end of your turn, you have to discard a card to keep the upgrade on the minion. So that's two cards that you have to have in your hand at the end of the turn to keep those upgrades on.
0: Yeah, she's pretty solid. She has a lot yeah. and I think you I think it's interesting because like you said, she does have a lot of she has the upgrades going on, she has some of the conditions. She even has some healing that she can put out. She has yes. coordinated attack on her bloody command. Oh, my so, God. And remember, yeah, a lot she going can on attack
2: through them and she can use her auras through them. So bloody command through them. That means that if they're in melee with her, to somebody already, she can smack the person that they're in melee with. Because, uh, by the way, the I, I know that I kept saying it, but like there's no range. There is no range to how far they have to be for her abilities to actually uh, go through those models. Just I have noticed pop, that pop.
0: in some of these masters, there are abilities that don't have range or line of sight. Correct. I think the range could be okay. I think there needs to be line of sight. You think so? So, I think, I do think so because, man, Chris, what was that one ability you had? There was one on one of the new masters where it doesn't have line of sight and it's just a giant pain in the ass. It's
1: on there too
0: with which one
1: you're talking about with- the gun through on you too
0: oh yeah where she can just like line of sight she can just oh, i'm gonna take a shot from this model it's, and fine of, yeah, from that. It's,
1: it's right line of
2: sight and range from that model and it could be any model anywhere on the board correct and that means you can also do it well there in melee because it's not that model doing the attack yeah, uh, yeah. that model is just the line of sight to it yeah, yeah we, we
1: actually had that interaction ma was or yeah ma was engaged with Anya and I was like,
0: okay. You mean Ma was engaged with your whole crew? Yeah,
1: that's
0: it. I had Mechamima just swinging at all the riflemen in her <laughs> mechanized glory. Oh, gosh, she's, she's cool. So she's she's a cool model. Yeah. The fact that you can get her past the halfway mark up the board is ridiculous.
2: Really? Before yeah. So activation? I did
0: the. Yeah. I brought ruffles and I brought bow. Uh-huh. So I did Ruffles two inch and then I did bows three inch and then I charged Ma and placed her on the other side of bow. Yeah. And, and you can even do a horrible hauler. And at that point, if you want to get another five inches, right. It's good. Yes. No,
2: it's, that was like the beautiful thing. It's like, she, she has so much extra movement now that it's insane. Cause like the jockeys are a great addition to her.
0: And she, uh, because I she's also, a monster
2: now, she heals even easier,
0: especially in Trixie. I don't hate Ruffles. Ruffles has a lot of playability into Trixie. He almost helped kill. Um, what's your punchy fist dude there, Chris? The, uh, the first brawler. style model?
2: Brawler. Yeah, the brawler. the brawler. Yeah, Catalan. Yeah, brawler. so
0: the, Ruffles almost killed a Brawler, um, where Whoa. Chris had to activate Winston to get it the hell out of there. Oh, okay. Dang. Um, That's impressive. And then Ruffles also shot Winston into traps, which was also pretty good.
2: Dude, that's impressive because the Cattleman Brawler, I think he has like hard to kill armor and like. Uh, I
0: brought him below half okay. and I had the mechanized pork chop staring him down. Yeah, it wasn't uh, so much that
2: he almost
1: killed me. It's that he brought me to, you know, his. Because I pushed him forward. four inches up. Yeah.
0: I pushed him four inches closer to my crew. Gotcha. And you put him in a position where like if you don't activate this model. Yeah, it, it like was that. for sure. If he If he didn't activate, that model was dead yeah this is happening This is not an option or a choice <laughs> yeah well and i think that's the cool thing when you really start playing your crews when you can force your opponent to activate something and it was early turn one so i mean it, it didn't have a big consequence because we were still kind of you know feeling each other out but if that was later in the game and there was a lot of incidences like that especially with Ma, really you know she was sputtering on fumes there for a while where I was forced to have to, you know, put healing activations into it. And that's when you really start kind of dictating the momentum of a game when you can be like, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to get this result next. So that's always good. This is about to hurt, but like at least happen
2: that for that to happen, like turn three. I'm happy when that happens, like around three, because if it happens
0: early, earlier than that, I get upset. (laughs) <laughs> it's like i'm trying out this model damn it <laughs> yeah i mean and that's a good you know little psa for people you're gonna try your new titles you're gonna make these cool proxies like i've been doing and chris has been doing mm. and don't get sad when they get killed you know the first time you bring them out because it's gonna happen yeah new model syndrome it's gonna yep. get murdered <laughs> like oh cool look at my cool new mecha Meemaw dead
2: Kill that shit as fast as possible.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like your opponent <laughs> like,
2: you have to sign your death sentence. <laughs> like, I mom. know what to kill first. <laughs> I have yeah.
0: convinced I have convinced at least uh, half dozen people though to do the same conversion that I'm doing. It's
2: well, I mean it's great. Yeah, it's a phenomenal conversion. conversion. Looks awesome. That conversion. Well, and it's easy
0: to pull off, right? Because that the LaCroix Raider looks exactly like Maw minus the spoon. Um, And I am going to buy a spoon if I got to buy a new model. But I'm going to put the spoon on top of the Calypso that I have the Laqua Raider on top of. That way it just fits, right? Um, But yeah, I did that. I have the Shoujo I made out of the Woku Raider. And I used the um, Brewers from Guild Ball to get the little brew stream going above it. And That's what that was. Yep. And then I also converted... A whiskey gammon with a Zombicide mechanical legs to make a rock hopper, rock hopper model, so I can finally proxy that as well. So get excited!
1: I'm super excited. Yeah,
0: I'm definitely excited. I, I'm
2: surprised that you didn't uh, put the drill from uh, what the uh, the miners. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I have like
0: I don't that. have those models, and honestly, I, I wouldn't have done that anyways because that miner box you can actually still make decent money off of. No kidding. Yeah, that box you can still probably sell it for about hundred bucks because there wasn't a lot of them. Because it's so rare. Yeah, just because they had the one run and then Guild Ball got killed off about a year and a half later. That is so. Oh, the so tilting. thing. Like that's in my shit list. That that
2: company is. So- oh,
0: I I dude, they're in the book, signed, underlined, highlighted. Um, I don't even follow them on on social media anymore. Um, I, I'm still friends online with. Um, some of the people that work there, because I, I love those those guys. But yeah. um, as far as the actual company, I don't even want to see it on my feed.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was just a like a corporate decision to just like kind of like soft I don't care what it was. that made them. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not explaining it because I'm like trying to make. You're trying
0: choice, to defend them. He yeah, is. <laughs> <up. But>
2: like <laughs> my point is, we hate like, Dixon now. Uh, I <laughs> I feel bad for Bryce because Bryce seems to actually give a shit.
0: Well, yeah, and he doesn't work for the company
2: anymore. Correct. He was, like, trying real hard to actually, like, fix problems, and apparently yep. they didn't let him.
0: I do feel bad because Stokes got drunk and kind of, I will not say harassed Bryce, but he definitely definitely got a little, uh, he, said, he said some things where Bryce was like, drinking tea and stuff because he was still on, you know, like, England time. Right, right, and right. And Stokes, awake. Stokes basically called him a bitch for not drinking beer. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, John, easy. easy.
2: Let's
0: it's not like, upset the, uh, the designer of the game that flew all the way from England.
2: I, I don't remember like why I did it, but like I, I said something along the lines of like the war machine, uh, lead designer that he made a shit job when he made one of the, uh, troll bloods casters to his face. Oh yeah, Did I didn't you... know I didn't know who he was. That's what oh, was. okay. I didn't know who he was. He was in the booth selling the stuff and I told him to his face that his like it was shit. <laughs> so,
0: well, that was so like weird. we were playing at Giga and I didn't know the one guy was one of the designers for uh, weird. Oh, really? I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, I guess."
2: Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean,
0: I didn't Whoops. say anything, but he there was only one he was like you know, he wasn't a fan of turn one because he's like, it's a lot of jockeying for position and not very interesting. Correct. And I kind of disagreed with that. I actually thought that turn one is interesting because the positioning dictates the game. And you can actually, you can either put yourself ahead at that point where it's like, I'm in a better position yes. and you put yourself in a worse position. And I think that's actually more interesting than just rushing up and, you know, smashing each other.
1: All right. I just like the interaction where I was playing the game with the dude who moved out of the positioning, so I got two points. And oh. the dude, dude came over, and the guy that because yeah, they
0: had on the move or some, some yeah, rule like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, the guy who worked for you know for weird was like, "So what happened?" And the dude explained it, and he's like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> yep. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> sure. I mean, it's less. It's one of those things, you know. You're you're paying for your lumps, you're you're learning your lessons.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's
0: right. Because trust me, when I get burned by something like that, I don't forget it. You don't ever forget it ever again. Nope. Just like that grave goo bullshit with the lip of the building. I'm like, okay, I won't forget that because this there's something about when you get really salty from something like that. We're just like, you're kind of like fuck you to the person that's doing it to you, but yep. then you're you're almost thanking them because you're like, you know, you're kind of a dick because this is a dick interaction. But I appreciate the lesson. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 for sure. Bullshit. It's like
0: when Dixon shit on my Pigapult the first time we played online, and he's you just wrecked my pigapult I did one. stuff
2: to that crew that I'm still having dreams about. I'm mm-hmm. like
0: Dixon. I'm <laughs> playing Wong One. <laughs> Chill out.
2: No, no. Let's be honest. I asked you. It's like, are you sure? You did, and you're like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dixon's like, you want me to go easy? I'm like, never. No,
2: no, I want you to wreck my anus. And I was like, All <laughs> yeah. right. Pete likes it <laughs> in the butt, man. Pete likes it in the butt. What what? In the butt. I said <laughs> what what in the butt. Like it was pretty, pretty terrible. I think after that you kinda quit
0: on Wong, not gonna lie. Well, that's okay. We got Wong too, but uh, we'll let people know what happens with this tournament. We got one coming up this weekend and then we got another one coming up the next weekend. So it's going to be some cool talk on the rage quit wire. We got the EVS crew, got some stuff coming out on the YouTube channel. Uh, got a couple videos going out before Christmas, just because I want to make sure we get content out for the break. Um, people can enjoy it. Just have uh, stuff to listen to in the car, stuff to watch on the phone. So I think with that being said though, guys, great talk, make sure that you guys are supporting us whether that's patreon.com slash ragequitwire. Uh, Don't forget, we also have ragequitwire.com. And then finally, all the social media, especially YouTube. Be a part of that giveaway. Get yourself a free box. Um, Share it with your friends. That way, you know, we can grow the channel and give away a box and then give away hopefully a second box. So I think with that being said, though, folks, make sure that you are flipping cards. I'll be flipping tables this weekend. Have yourself a good time.
1: Peace.